Hey everybody, welcome to Storebrand Comics for the week. I'm Tio, and the other guy whose voice you're going to be hearing soon is Brandon. Um, today we are uh, just uploading a short episode about DC Future State. Brandon has been reading um, some of DC's like Future State issues. Uh, he mostly focused on reading like the Gotham-based stuff that came out within the first week um to uh talk about it uh for this episode so it's just kind of a short episode this week next week it's going to be um a normal longer length episode going back to a a more of like a one-shot crossover story idea style uh for next week and i think it's it was a really fun episode to record so um but uh i'm still working on editing that one and getting it together so yeah, here's um, Brandon's opinions on uh, the Gotham City-based uh, superhero stuff from DC for their future state sort of pseudo-event thing within just within the first uh, week of future state. He's got more opinions that'll be coming in future episodes, so don't worry about hearing about those. But all right, here it is. Yeah. And I made sure you probably sell them a ton. Um, I made sure to go by and get a bang energy drink to get me going today. Yeah. You know what? I might have to send you um, a YouTube video, actually, that that makes me think of. Do you know who Danny Gonzalez is? Yeah. I I watched that. Yeah. 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 Video on bang. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, drinking bang before like a couple times i've only tried like two of them i've drinking bang before (laughs) (laughs) and they they weren't bad and then like whenever i saw that video at the end it like kind of made me want to go get a bang (laughs) you want a bang yeah (laughs) this is like the worst one i've tried so far though what flavor is it uh, Rainbow Unicorn. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. That actually leads me to another thing. That actually makes me really angry about Bang. Mm-hmm. So, like, Rainbow Unicorn, right? Um, yeah. What, there's another flavor that has the word star in it. Do you remember what it is? Uh, yeah, I remember what you're talking about. I can't remember the full flavor name, though. So, they can get away with anything calling their flavors things like that yeah like you can just get away with it tasting like whatever and then that's just what it's supposed to taste like because i don't know how many unicorns you've licked but um (laughs) i doubt that that drink actually tastes like a rainbow colored unicorn the thing is when i hear rainbow unicorn i'm thinking it's going to taste like sweet or something yeah Or, or like something along that line like it's still going to have that that energy drink like uh strongness to it yeah yeah that that weird energy drink back flavor where it's like yeah yeah. that's just caffeine with a little bit of sugar in it (laughs) yeah exactly but i thought it was gonna have like some sweetness but no it's like i don't know it's like kind of like a berry-ish but it's like a weak berry like it's almost mostly just that back flavor of energy drink and then like a hint of berry whereas like i've tried the blue raz or whatever whatever stupid name they gave it but the if, blue raspberry one that if, one's not if bad. you want an energy drink that in my opinion actually tastes okay coke energy um 
I've thought about Pretty trying good. that. Because it. it does, it really does just taste like a Coke. You just get that slightly, and I mean slightly bitter, like, after flavor of, yeah. of you know, energy drink. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's it's hardly noticeable, so it just, it just tastes like a normal Coke. Um, so far from them, they've only got, like, two flavors and then sugar-free versions of those flavors, um, which is just Coke and Cherry Coke. Um, and the Cherry Coke is the weirder flavor between the two because it doesn't quite taste like Cherry Coke. It does taste a little oh. more like what you would expect an energy drink to taste like. Yeah, um, yeah. But the regular Coke-flavored Coke energy actually tastes pretty good. It tastes like a Coke. I just thought about it, like, the Coke flavor, like before you turn it into an energy drink, it's already like a strong taste. So like yeah, I could see how it's like it's it's punching against that energy drink taste. It's yeah. like, no, I'm gonna be the dominating taste. Yeah, yeah. And and Coke translates pretty well to um an energy energy drink because most sodas already have a crap ton of sugar and caffeine in them yeah. as it is. Yeah. So you just add a little bit more sugar and caffeine, and there you go. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, next time I might try birthday cake. That's a oh. flavor. <laughs> oh, I've heard customers talk about that one. What do they say? They say it's disgusting. They say it tastes like a, li- a liquid birthday cake. It tastes like what it's supposed to taste like. And that's what makes it gross. <laughs> I thought I thought it was going to be like the energy drink taste, but like what I thought would be rainbow unicorn, where it's like a sweetness to it. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. And I thought that would be birthday cake, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's yeah, I've never I've never tried bang energy drinks. I'm not a big energy drink guy, so um I don't really drink a whole lot of them. I'm usually um, not. Like I'll I'll get one like usually like once a month when it's something like I need the energy to get going. Like a lot of times it's for yeah. like college. It's like I got to stay up all night to write this paper. All right. <laughs> Let me go down to the Tom Thumb real quick. Yeah. I'll have an energy drink maybe once every couple months because I'm rarely in a position where my body is unable to just make energy. Yeah. Because yeah. for some reason, if I like need to do something, my body will just produce however much energy it needs. And then, um, it usually overproduces that energy, so no matter what, I'm still like stuck awake several hours longer than I want to be. <laughs> yeah, you're going. <laughs> so I can't even. Kaokin, just... you're going Kaokin times ten. Yeah, yeah, it's I all can't over. See... It's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I can't even just go home and crash and like pass out on the couch. Like I have to wait a couple hours before I can sleep. Yeah. So that sucks, but uh... but yeah, alrighty. All right, so uh, we did want to um, kind of lead today's discussion off with a little bit of future state talk. Yeah, um, just just a little bit at least that we that we may or may not be able to use for like additional content in another episode at some point. Yeah, it it, it really just depends how long this discussion is because I say it's brief, but yeah, uh, if you've ever listened to one of our podcasts before, you know. Yeah. Things never get brief is, with us. Is anything ever brief with us? Yeah. The uh the twenty minute episode about Batman that we released after the Christopher Nolan episode was uh our wind down from talking about Christopher Nolan. So <laughs> Yeah. It, yeah, it's not like we started recording and we're like, okay, we're just gonna record twenty minutes. No. Yeah. Like it was a part of a over two hour discussion. Yeah. So nothing's ever ever quick with us yeah 
So real quick, future state. <laughs> yes, nothing's ever quick. So real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to mention this. This is like only my personal frustration real quick. doesn't have anything to do with future state. It's more like the comic shop I go to here near my house. I say near my house, like 25 minutes away. Um, DC, during the pandemic, like back in June or July, they switched distribute. can't even say the word, distributors. And they're, they're not with Diamond Comics anymore. Yeah. So, like, they have their own thing. And thus, having their own thing, they even change their own day of when their comics come out. Yeah, I heard they're not a, they're not Wednesday anymore, which is when, they're, like, every other comic book comes out. Exactly. And that has to be extremely frustrating for a comic book shop. Yeah, but, yeah they, they come out on Tuesdays, and then everything else comes out on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. My problem, and it's probably just my comic shop, because I remember going on Instagram last night and seeing people be like, did you read this of Future State, this on Future State? And I was just thinking like, no, I didn't. Because my comic shop, or at least the employee that was working there, I'm not going to out the comic shop name or anything like that. It's, it's, It's a minor frustration anyway. It's not that big of a deal. But I went there after work, and I was looking forward to it all day. I was like, yes, Future State starts today. Something to, to unwind when I get home. And uh, I went to the comic shop. I was like, hey, I was here to pick up a, a, a pool list that I had. I never create pool lists. I created one for Future State. Okay. He was like, uh, okay, let me check. I was checking, couldn't find my name and all that stuff. And then I was like, well, I see you guys have some on the on the shelf over there. Like, can I just get those and uh, ring them up since y'all didn't, like, put them back here? And he's like, well, those are actually, like, we're putting those out for tomorrow. Um, we're doing inventory right now. I was like, oh, okay. So the books aren't coming out till tomorrow? He's like, yeah. I was like, I thought DC books, and this wasn't, like, me being mean. I was just like, trying to see where this would go. I was like, I thought DC books came out on Tuesdays. He's like, no, no, they're coming out tomorrow. I was like, Oh, okay. So I just left like disappointed. I was like, dang it. Now I got to yeah. drive 30 minutes tomorrow. to Go get these books tomorrow. Yeah, on, and I honestly, that. for, for a lot of, a lot of comic shops, it, it um, with it really being like a one day difference, it might just be easier for a lot of them to hold on to DC yeah, for it, it another day and then sense. just put them all out uh, yeah, the yeah. following day. It makes complete sense. And then like after I started driving home, like the slight frustration started to leave me. I was like, eh, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Like the, the main reason I was like a little bit frustrated was because like I just been looking forward to it all day. But then I was like, it's tomorrow. It's not like yeah. it's a month from now. So yeah, yeah. But uh, so I got all the books that came out today. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to do that. I accidentally did that. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> I did my my pull list, I'm glad I accidentally did it though, because my original one was the next Batman, um, Swamp Thing number one, uh, the Flash number one. And then Superman, Man of Metropolis, or whatever it's called. Those were my original ones. What 
was also added to it because I didn't realize it was the new Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and the Harley Quinn book. All right. So I got six books. I've only read two of the six books so far. I've read the next Batman and I read the Harley Quinn book just because right. I didn't have time before the podcast. I wanted to read all the Gotham stuff first. Mm. Let me say this real quick. This is no fault to the next Batman story. But the next Batman, the thing that was launching Future State, the thing that you saw everywhere. Yeah. The next Batman story itself of the two books I read was the weakest. Mm. Doesn't mean it was bad. I'd give the story so far, it's only part one so far, but I'd give it like a 6.5, maybe a 7. Seven's pushing it. It's all right. But what shines in that book, because the next Batman is 64 pages, the next Batman story is only like 22 pages. There's also, uh, not tie-ins, I forgot what it's called, additional stories. And the additional stories are better than the main story. Like, All right, ju- just a second. Give me yeah, just yeah. a second. <clears throat> Had to go shut my dog up. Oh, no problem. So, All right. the next Batman story, like we've talked about it before in past episodes, that story, it's a new Batman. Um, we don't know where Bruce Wayne is, that sort of stuff. That'll We'll hear more about that in Dark Detective whenever that book comes out. Oh. It was all right story. New Batman under this magistrate. Um, it's basically like this. This uh, it's not the police because there still is GCPD, but it's like a almost like a militarized force that like is ruling over Gotham, kind of. Um, so that story wasn't bad. The best story in the next Batman was The Outsiders. And I was thinking, The Outsiders story is the best one? But it really <laughs> is. It's pretty much the main thing is all about Katana. Okay. Like, uh, um, trying to remember Duke's super name. The Signal. The Signal. The Signal is also in there a little bit, but it's mostly about Katana. And it is awesome. <laughs> like it, the the action is so awesome in that story. It's what sort sucks, of cool. Yeah, it's it's so dope. It is so dope. I got to send you a couple of pictures from the book because, like, yeah. there's there's this one thing where it's a uh, it's two pages, and on these two pages, it's like uh, both pages are connected, and it's like the panels are like levels of this building. And it just goes down, and you just see her like slashing through all these guys, and you see her like going down the stairs. And the whole page is like the levels of this building, like it almost feels like a video game. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so dope. And also, Katana has a jet pack in this <laughs> thing, so she's like flying around, like not like Iron Man because she doesn't have a full body yeah. iron suit, so like but she's flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like a Boba Fett. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. The story's interesting. Story's interesting, but my goodness. Some of like the best action I've seen in a comic in a while. Um, So yeah, The Outsiders, it's the shortest story, but it's like the best one of this lot. 
And then the last story in uh, the next Batman was called Arkham Knights, which back when I heard about, it, I was like, eh, sounds kind of interesting. When I read it, it's a lot more interesting. It's uh, Arkham, the the doctor, the guy over Arkham Asylum. Yeah. His daughter becomes Arkham Knight. And she, like, like this is in the future. Arkham Asylum got burned down and all that stuff. <clears throat> she has been recruiting villains to basically take on the magistrate. Okay. And, like... And and it's not just like, because at the beginning, I was like, this seems kind of dumb. I don't know how this works. Because on the team that she has at the beginning, you have Clayface, you have Two-Face, you have Dr. Phosphorus. Um, I think who else? Oh, uh, uh, Anarchy. And then the one that like shocked me the most where I was like, how does that work was Victor Zaz. Was on the team and okay. i was like how the heck do you control victor zass well well but, here's um, the thing like so i'm not super familiar with dr phosphorus but um mm-hmm. but like when, when i think of two-face and clayface um like they're those are two characters that are easy to motivate you know what they want yeah, you can motivate yeah. them when it specifically anarchy and zazz um how do you motivate them to work together? Because Anarchy hates all those guys as much as Batman does. Yeah. So, like, how do you motivate those two to to operate in a team like that? And here's the thing. Like, uh, they, they tackle, and there's going to be uh, at least one more issue dealing with this story, the Arkham Knights. But um, they tackle all the characters really well. Even Victor Zass. Like, they give him a little moment where, like, you kind of understand how he's gotten involved with this. And plus also like uh, Arkham Knight, she has like recruited them into this. And like those that have been following her for a while, like don't worship her, but they like show their allegiance to her almost like two face is like her second in command. Okay. All right. Um, so, So, and she's like been helping them. Because they, what's also cool is Bruce Wayne, again, we don't know where he is at this moment. They are stationed in Wayne Manor. Like, that's where their base is, basically. And I don't know if she has doctors that come in or whatever, but she's been trying to help them, like, mentally at Wayne Manor. And part of why Victor Zazg is helping is... uh. He gets to release that that killing energy whenever they go after members of the magistrate, like the okay. patrol oh, so force. She she just lets Zaz kill people then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, yeah, that's yeah. how that's how you get him on board. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay. Now I will say, um, to what you said, they haven't mentioned why Anarchy's on it. So I'll I'll give you that. Like, they, well, the magistrate's an authority figure. Uh, yeah, so that okay, might yeah. be Anarchy's motivation is he gets to take down someone who's in power. That makes sense. Yeah. But um basically they're taking on like this uh this one district uh magistrate leader and his forces. They recruit Killer Croc on their side mm-hmm. and towards the end they're going after another person 
a higher target, I guess, to recruit him. It doesn't say who it is. It's all speculation. Okay. That story was pretty good as well. I was um, okay. So when you said they were, that um, the people who've been with her for a while are loyal to her, and that Two Face is like her second in command. Before you said that, I was going to make a joke where like she's gotten all these people together, and then Anarchy speaks up, and he's like, "So what are we? Some kind of suicide squad?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like in all honesty, this is like. Amanda Waller, if she's still alive at this time, needs to take notes. Like, oh, so this is how you get them to cooperate. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. So that was all of the next Batman. Like I said, the next Batman story wasn't bad, but the other two, the ones that aren't even on the cover, are better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Harley Quinn story... I honestly think is the best one that I've read of these four stories. I, I wasn't going to buy Harley Quinn at all, but I'm so glad I accidentally put it on the pool list. (laughs) Accidentally. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's so interesting because Harley, she's basically like uh, doing her Harley thing. She gets beat up by the magistrate, gets taken in. And when she gets taken in, uh, uh, Crane, what's his first name? Uh, Crane. You mean Jonathan Crane? Jonathan Crane, thank you. Scarecrow? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Crane, um, he's working for the magistrate. Um, and he's giving he's given up the Scarecrow moniker because Master outlawed, and he's, he believes in what the the magistrate is doing and he wants to help them. Okay. Um, and so he uses Harley Quinn to help him figure out things about criminals. It's almost like, and I'm not saying she's like Hannibal Lecter at all, but it's similar to like how Clarice would talk to Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. and get information that would help her in her case. That's kind of what um, Jonathan Crane is doing with Harley but it's not all creepy. Like she's not creepy or anything, but like she will help them, like tell them things because like he'll make her sentence a little bit easier. Like after she helps them um, take down Mr. Pig or whatever his name is, something like professor pig, professor pig. Yeah. Thank you. After they take down him, um, they take off her restraint. And then the next person that they help, they'll give her, like, a view or, like, give her a cell that's near the outside or whatever. Okay. Then that next person is Firefly. And uh, and so it builds. And then, like, the next person, their big target that they're trying to go after is Black Mask because mm. uh, Stephen Crane has been trying to go after Black Mask for a while. Jonathan but Crane? He, or, yeah. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said Stephen. Steven <laughs> Jonathan there has to be a Stephen Crane because whenever I was trying to remember his name I kept thinking Stephen uh, we'll have to look but, it up at some point yeah but anyway uh, he's been trying to go after Black Mass for a while he keeps failing and so he needs Harley to once again help him but this time um, I think he's possibly like taking her out of the cell and she's possibly going to go with them to possibly take him down 
I thought it was the most interesting of all four stories. It was really cool. And, oh my gosh, the art. The art for all of these, for the most part, is really good. The art for Harley Quinn is amazing. It literally looks like an anime movie. Like, oh, it is... Okay. I know, it's it's really weird for a DC book, but it looks beautiful. And then, like I said, with the Outsiders, the whole action stuff, the Katana artwork is excellent. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, the Future State stuff I've read so far. From what I've read so far, at least with the Gotham stuff, it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, um, when you were talking about uh, Katana with like a jetpack and swinging her sword around and being all cool and everything, it made me think um, I'm probably actually going to do this as my recommendation for the end of the episode. But I think you would like um, Ninjak from the Valiant comics. Uh, Probably would, because, yeah, I've seen images. Yeah, of, Clay, uh, Clay Mann does the art for the first arc, um, as far as I, I know. know. I don't know if he does art for the rest of it, but it looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, Ninjak is just a cool character, and most of his fighting he does with swords, so he's... But but that's only when he has to fight. Obviously, he's like a spy, so because he's a yeah. ninja, so a lot of his his work is covert espionage stuff or assassinations and things like that. There is one thing that came out of me reading these Gotham books, um, the Harlequin book. I could see it easily just being one more issue, and it being a great story. The Outsiders book, because of how much I like that action and the story's not bad either. I want to see that as an ongoing series. I'm kind of sad that there's only going to be one more issue of this. Well, I really yeah. want to see this team that's doing the Outsiders, as well as the story with the Magistrate and all that. I want to see that as its own series, because I thought it was really cool. But yeah. yeah. What was, uh, real quick, what was the thing dealing with the Flash that uh, you were talking oh. about? I don't know all the details about it. Um, what was there any future state stuff to do with the Flash that came out? Yeah, the the Flash number one came out today. Today, okay. Um, or yesterday. I just, yeah, I just I saw people um, uh, reacting to it y- yesterday. It was yesterday because I, I remember distinctly because I was um, sitting on the toilet when I was reading it. But. Um, <laughs> uh, but I I remember yesterday I was I didn't actually read any articles I just read some headlines from CBR about how uh um you know about flash deaths in future state and how future state you know took down um at least Barry Allen I don't know about Wally though um but uh and then you know you just you see the comments of people you know whining about how these big important characters with this long lineage and legacy are just being, you know, wiped out for no reason. And all I can think is this is an alternate future story. Yeah. And here's, it's 100% optional already. Yeah. Here's the thing. And yeah, I'll, I'll back you up on that app, that optional thing in just a second. Um, It could possibly be in continuity. The reason I say could is because whatever sells the best, they might go with later down the road. Most yeah, going to be it. But um, with something like Future State, where it's it's a future, 
if they were to turn it into an ongoing continuity, it would have to run parallel to DC's main continuity rather than act as a replacement for it. No, no, that's that's why I'm saying like uh, some of the stuff they might put into continuity. Like if it sells really well, like uh, Immortal Wonder Woman. That, mm. I, I don't know when that comes out, but that takes place at the end of time. Like yeah. all all civilization is dead and everything. DC's yeah. not even thinking that far ahead. They could easily be like, "Yep, yep that that's what happens at the end of time." Yep, yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah, no yeah. When it's something, when it's something that extreme, obviously. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, but with the Flash thing, here's to back up that thing you said. It can easily be alternate timeline, and most likely is because this is the one thing the tiniest little thing I don't like about these books yet kind of like about these books is every time you open one of the stories, it'll have a little uh, narrative bubble and it's the same one. And it basically talks about after the crazy crap that it doesn't say this, but this is paraphrasing after the crazy crap you saw in dark Knights metal, this is some aftermath that could happen. The time is shaken up and, but, but it's also, I wish I had one of the books with me. The very last sentence basically says like, hey, this is also paraphrasing. Hey, like this is a, this could be an alternate future. Like this isn't, <laughs> this is possibly another multiverse. Like who okay, knows? So they're, they're trying to tie it into death metal. Um, like as, as direct aftermath of it yeah. well at the same time like uh, now that does kind of make sense though because metal and death metal both deal with the dark multiverse yeah yeah um, and considering how dark most of these future state stories seem to be anyway it could very easily be a dark multiverse world um yeah. but uh at the same time it's like yeah this is this is a case of dc being deliberately vague uh, they're trying to um have their cake and eat it too so to speak oh which, yeah um, yeah i don't get that phrase personally because if i have a cake why wouldn't i eat it yeah why wouldn't i eat it what i'm just gonna uh, stare at the cake that's uh, like uh, that's I torture think, why yeah, would well, I... I think the expression might be related to like you have a cake but if you eat it you don't have it anymore so it's like you're trying to have the cake while simultaneously being able to eat it so it's like I, I think that might be what it's saying, but that seems like a stretch. If that is yeah, the is is it that or is it like you bought a cake for someone's birthday, but you're not going to be able to stay at that birthday party, so you're not going to be able to eat any of the cake. So you had the cake and you dropped off that cake, but you weren't able to eat any of the cake. But in an alternate timeline, you were <laughs> able to stay in that party and you were able to eat some of that cake. In, a, in an alternate <laughs> timeline where you stole the Flash's speed, you were yeah. able to do that thing you needed to do and get back to the party. On yeah, time. exactly. You were able to do what Barry Allen wasn't able to do. Yeah, he wasn't able to have his cake and eat it too. So, okay, but how common a situation is that where like you're getting someone a cake, leave the cake, and then you have to, and then you have to go do something else, and you can't have any of the cake that that would become. Uh, an idiom no I'm, I'm just joking <laughs> like I, I i have no idea where that saying comes from yeah i, I feel like it, it i feel like the best explanation possible would just be like you're trying to eat the cake while simultaneously 
having the cake. Because, like, if you eat the cake, yeah. you don't have it anymore. So, I think that's the yeah. best explanation I can come up with. But, like I said, if that is the explanation, I hate it because it's stupid. And I also hate that because that, no offense to the bigger people out, out there, that sounds like a fat person problem. <laughs> like, like, oh no, I'm out of cake. Oh, I just had this giant graduation cake. Oh, this is it's exactly what I didn't want to happen today. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hold on, let me peek out of my window. My dog is going berserk. Oh, my brother's here. Doggy's barking at those mannequins now. All right, that's Store Brand Comics for the week. Um, For plugs, you can check out Brandon's independent comic book stuff, Dismay Comics. Um, That's D-I-S-M-A-Y Comics on Facebook and Instagram. He's still working on uh, getting the first two issues of his horror anthology, Dismay Avenue, uh, out there. Um, The uh, Kickstarter for his superhero series, The Gallows Man, um, is actually not going to be happening within January, as previously thought. It it will be happening at some point in the near future. uh, He's hoping sometime within the first half of the year, at the very least. So uh, do still uh, be on the lookout for that if you're interested in a Golden Age superhero satire sort of thing. But um, And then as for me, uh, I'm T.O. Hi. Uh, My plugs are, you're listening to one of them, Storebrand Comics. Hi, you found us. Good job. Uh, Thank you for listening um, to just this little hobby podcast that we do every week. Um, We're actually, uh, uh, within the next couple of uh, months here, coming up on one year of doing this podcast, which I think is kind of crazy. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. (laughs) But uh, anyway... Um, but yeah, thank you for listening, um, for those who, you know, have listened. Uh, it means a lot that anybody is interested enough in what, what the two of us have to say to, you know, listen, especially to like our episodes that sometimes drag on for more than three hours. But, uh, like I said, this is just kind of a hobby podcast, so we don't really have any standards as far as time goes to, um, adhere to but um, regardless thank you for listening I I do appreciate it and um, speaking of listening to podcasts uh, we do have um, another podcast that we do a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Scoundrels D&D for Terrible People it's a dark comedy villain campaign where I am the dungeon master Brandon is one of my players and our friends Dan, Stefan, and Clay are the other three players Um, so be on the lookout for uh episodes of that as well if you're interested in a darkly comedic villain campaign about a bunch of legitimately awful people (laughs) um not as family friendly over there as it is on this podcast though so just you know fair warning for that uh but other than that um that's it for store brand comics for the week so um i have been brandon no i haven't i have been tio And he's been Brandon. And now we're not. And we'll talk to you next week.